Wow. Can you believe Big Daddy starts the podcast with some Britney? What the hell is going on there? Yikes. Uh, what I love is that little uh, that little electronic thing that's in there. Um, but anyways, the reason I played it, I'm addicted to uh, my guest this week, uh, this show, this podcast. Uh, today, the whole show, we have a very special guest, hilarious, funny, uh, guy that I've done uh, movies with, uh, actor, comedian, singer. And we're going to be talking about his uh, show that he does, his live show here in Hollywood. And uh, also, he is the uh, voice behind a uh, annual staple here at the highway. He's the singer of the Christmas Snowballs Like Mine song. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about it. The Animal Quiz, it's all here on the Harland Highway! Welcome to the Harland Highway. Relax. Get ready to have fun. What we've got here is failure to communicate. One cheeseburger with everything coming up. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. This is Harland Williams. I'm a human being. God damn it. Hey everybody, it's Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway. And, uh, oh, wait a minute. I hear, do you hear that, everybody? Beneath an amber moon. Who is that? And softly whispered someday soon. Is that Sinatra? I will, you prick. <laughs> no, it's not Frank Sinatra. It's someone uh, probably twice as handsome and uh, thrice as charming. Thrice. Uh, it's my buddy, Toby Haas. He's here. Uh, Toby, say hello to the uh, Harland Highway Pavement Pounders. Uh, <laughs> that's what you call them? Hey there. Hey there. Hey there, Pavement Pounders. <laughs> Why do you call them that? You know what? I had a contest yeah. uh, <laughs> on the uh, podcast to have the uh, listeners come up with a name. Oh, uh, you did. And they, the, the, the winning name was the Pavement Pounders. What was the worst name that came in? Uh, you Smell Like Ass. Harlan's Queers or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Harlan's Ass Stinks. I don't something. think that's... You know what? I don't think that's funny. Yeah. That's not even funny. A guy's trying to name his podcast, have a nice little thing. Yeah. And someone's got to write in with something like that. Yeah. It wasn't you, was it? Did you? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. What? No. Wait a minute. Why would you accuse me of that? Now I that I think it. about it, bye it bye. sounded bye like bye. you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Toby, just so you know, my friends, is an incredible actor. Uh, he's he's an c- incredible comic. He's an incredible singer. And, uh, Toby, let's uh, tell everyone where we met and uh, the movie that we did together, to oh. put it in context. Where, where did we meet, buddy? We met back in the early mid-'90s on, on the Kelsey Grammer love-in that we had. <laughs> uh, we did a submarine picture. You call them yeah. pictures, right? Submarine picture, yeah. Yeah, picture. Toby still calls submarine them pictures. Picture. <laughs> it's a talkie. It's a talkie. Starring, starring Kelsey Grammer and Rob Schneider. <laughs> yes. What a team up. I can't believe they didn't do any movies after that. Kelsey and Tom. <laughs> it didn't do. It was, it was called Down Periscope. Yeah. And it, we don't mean like Down Syndrome. Like it wasn't a crew full of Down Syndrome people running no. a submarine. Although, wait a minute. Wait, what? We should get to work on that. We that should. sounds pretty funny. Down's Periscope. It's all watery under the water. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, that's the guy that said, that's the boat commander. Ah, look to the periscope. <laughs> oh, good, God. That's a good movie. Wow, yeah. Far, yeah. Far torpedo. <laughs> Downs periscope. <laughs> Downs periscope. <laughs> now, we... Uh, I tell we, you, that commander is wacky. I don't know what he's doing all day. I'm steering the boat. <laughs> like I said, he's wacky, this guy. Man the periscope, bubblehead. Don't call me, Papa. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We should do that. That's the sequel. Down's Periscope. And it could star the same two guys. Yeah. Kelsey and Rob Schneider. Schneider. 
Um, now, we met, we did that movie, and uh, I got to tell you, because I, I don't know if I told you this story, but, uh, that, you know, every movie has its own shelf life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of traveling around the country, doing stand-up and whatnot, and everywhere I go, military personnel yeah. worship that movie. It's pretty wild, yeah. And in Norfolk, Virginia... Where the, they have, where they have, my buddy of mine was on a submarine tender boat, and they would... Oh, really? In the Navy, and that's Norfolk, where they'd sail out of. Yeah, they were. It's a huge deal. Yeah, I think it's the biggest uh, Navy uh, thing in the world down there. Oh, really? And uh, I was there. I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, a few years ago I went down, and uh, they got in touch with me, and they took me on a tour of a nuclear submarine. No. Yeah, they let me go down inside the, the, the nuclear fantastic. submarine, and I went down. They had, you know, they're pretty big submarines. Yeah. And they had this little lounge area where the 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 sailors would have R and R, and there was like tables and a, it was almost like a little theater. I went down and they were watching down Periscope. <laughs> oh, no, Isn't that's that wild? That's I couldn't crazy. believe it. I couldn't believe it. So we met there and we had a lot of fun doing that movie, didn't we? That was a fun movie to do. Because yeah. we had to wear our little sailor outfits. Yeah. And we were shooting right down here in Hollywood on the 20th Century Fox lot. Yeah. They reconstructed the interior of a submarine yeah. as our set. And we'd be on the submarine all day in our sailor outfits. <laughs> and then at lunch, me and Toby and, like, the five other guys, we'd all get in a car and go to KFC <laughs> Something. dressed as sailors. Yeah, it was good. It was bizarre. It was a bar- bizarre experience. It was like it was like old timey, uh, you know, contract player movie shooting. Yeah, you know, we just happened to be on a boat that week, and then we go eat lunch and come back and drive carts around. That was fun. It was fun, and what's what's funny is, you know, we were probably at the beginnings of kind of our time in Hollywood. I yeah. I hadn't been in Hollywood very long, had I you? I didn't either. No, I, I, I didn't even live there until a couple of years later when I moved. Oh, yeah, that's right. They I had you staying there. at a hotel. Yeah, the Highland Gardens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got into trouble there one Somebody night. told me that's where Jar- that somebody said, you know, Jim Jarmusch always says the Highland Gardens. I went, ooh, all right. I'll stay at the Highland Gardens. Yeah, it was a real piss hole then. Oh, I think it was it's different now. They remodel it now. Crack yeah. down. Yeah, it was a real cracky. Wait, Jim Jarmusch is the writer, now. right? The director, the film director guy. What did he direct? He directed Down by Law, and, you know, he directed the Depp one about the Down by Law or Downs by Law? (laughs) Stop! Please, please! Put down your weapon, then walk away? Wow. (laughs) We got to stop. That's really bad. We got to stop. You know, I was watching. Hey! that's, That's Downest. I was watching. I was watching. I was watching. I have a twelve-year-old daughter. I was watching Glee with my daughter, and one of those, one of the gay characters on there said something like, "Just he was super queenie about it." And I looked at my daughter and went, "Oh, I think he's mad." In kind of a lisping gay accent, you did that. I said that to my daughter, like you goof on the guy. She went, "Dad, you're you're gayest." Wow. G a y i s t. I went gayest. She said, "Yeah, like sexist." So you're gayest. Wow. (laughs) And then I went. I said, "No." I'm not. And then no. No, no. You love the gays. Maybe too much, if you know what I mean. Hey, <laughs> hey wait, You're what? Gay. I think Holland is gayest. <laughs> that was downest. That was downest and gayest. We got to stop the downest. We love the downs. Um, <laughs> let's get to the questioning. Enough about our... Any, do, you, do you have any more quick stories about uh, Down Periscope you want to tell? Because people love that movie. I like the one, the one about... Uh, when uh, poor Kelsey Grammer, he's a, he's a sweet guy. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer, sweet guy, well-meaning guy, but he was on this boat, and he hadn't done a lot of movies, and not many movies No, he was that. a this TV was, guy. And this was going to be a big Kelsey Grammer vehicle movie yeah. thing with him. It was his first movie yeah. after being a TV star. Yeah, so there was also this guy, Bradford Tatum, was in the movie, really wonderful actor. Yeah. Good guy. Your buddy, he's yeah. a sculpture. Oh, he's a great, wonderful downest. sculptor. Yeah. yeah, he's a downer sculptor. <laughs> But he had he had some tattoos on his back. He had some. I think I don't know if he had no. He had them on his arm. He had some real tats on his arms. Yeah. I think at that point, not a ton. And his character though had some tattoos. And Kelsey Grammer was walking by one day when we were. I think we were on set. Yeah. Kelsey kind of walked in. It was during a scene with all of us guys, and he was trying to sort of be gregarious. He wanted to be one of the guys. Yeah. I think yeah. He was nice. He was trying to make the yeah, gesture. Yeah. I'm one of the guys. Not the star. I'm one of the guys. Yeah. And. Uh, 
he walked up to Brad and he said, uh, hey, nice twos. And oh. Brad went, what? <laughs> and Brad knew exactly what he was talking about, oh, but just no. decided I'm going to bust Kelsey's balls for no reason. Oh, man. He said, what? And he said, uh, nice twos. Brad went, uh, uh, are, you, are you talking about my tattoos? And oh. Kelsey went, yeah. You mean the tats? Kelsey went, yeah, I just called them twos. I, uh, Brad <laughs> went, uh, you know what? I've never heard them referred to as twos. Wow. And stop poor Kelsey and his yeah. tracks. And Tatum was just busting his balls. Oh. oh and Tatum, Tatum, uh, Tatum was the tough guy in, yeah. the, in the crew. Like, yeah. each of us was given a character persona, and he was like the tough, badass, like brooding, mean guy. Yeah, and both of us had Down syndrome. That, that's very Downs. I'm we, not we Downs with downs. what you just Kenny said. Kenny Hudson Campbell was not. He was the cook. And he, Dwayne Martin was in it. And Jonathan Pennant. Who? Kelly Martin. Dwayne Martin. Dwayne Martin. Oh, yeah. Martin. Dwayne Martin. Dwayne Martin. He's a, he was a great guy. He <laughs> yeah. was a lot. Every, everyone was great. Nice. We had a and riot. And Patton Oswald was in that, too. Little Patty had a cameo. Yeah. The one thing that Kelsey did that I didn't like that you, you'll probably remember this, but he, I think it was another way for him to ingratiate himself right. into uh, into our... Actually, Lauren Hawley did one, too. Oh, no. But uh, Kelsey it's Grammer a, did this one where he, he, work. he thought he'd like ingratiate himself to us, and every morning when he'd come to the set, he came up with this saying where he yeah. goes, let's kick this pig! <laughs> and he kept doing it. I was just like, shut up. <laughs> he did it a lot. You know, you're, you're 42. You're kind of bald. You got crooked teeth. You, let's kick this pig. What are you in a bike gang? Yeah. I don't, he was just thinking, God love him, I guess. Well, he was going through a lot right when we were doing that movie. But that prick is always going through a lot, isn't he? But, Picking the wrong crazy women with obstructed right. bowels to be with and madness and hookers and craziness and. Well, at the time we were shooting the movie, he was up for a statutory rape charge. <laughs> what was you didn't he? know about that? Wait a minute. He was. How'd that work out for him? He got off it. He's a rich celebrity. What do you uh, expect? And then he was also... That's right. He had just rolled his Viper yeah. and f- while well, driving drunk, yeah. and he was, in, he was in mandatory rehab. <laughs> so he was going through a lot. Let's kick this pig! And he had to he had to have uh, an emotional connection on screen with Lauren Holly. Wow, and that's hard to do. Her yeah. her big saying that bugged me, and it made it into the movie. What she walked into the thing and she goes, "Balls to the walls, boys." Yeah. And that line she got, she snuck that in, and I hated that line. Yeah. But it's other a- than that, they were great. We had a fun time. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> <clears throat> and I believe you called our dressing rooms were super small, like there are twelve dressing rooms in a trailer. And you oh, called yeah. them you called them human toilets. That's right. We even put up the sign. <laughs> yeah, human toilets. We had a little base camp. We got to talk about the base camp. We had the human toilets. Yeah. And there was like eight. There was Kelsey and Lauren Holly and Rob Schneider. They got their own trailers. Schneider. And then me, you, and like six other like up and coming guys. Yeah. Maybe about four other up and coming guys. We got these little things the size of, like, a change room yeah. at a Banana Republic. Yeah. It had a little place you could lay down and a toilet, and they're about probably six feet wide each. Oh, not six. Maybe five. No, no, no. Yeah, like five feet wide. Five and... feet wide and maybe about ten feet deep. At the most. They were like a little five-by-eight-foot yeah. room. It was tiny. I know. We were all right beside each other, so we basically set up a little camp. Yeah. And you brought, like, an old-fashioned record player and yeah. found some old sea shanty albums at an old vintage record shop. And we'd sit out there and <laughs> play cards and, and nice. listen to sea shanties. And it, it was actually a riot, man. That what a good. fun thing. Um, well, good stuff. Good stuff. Let's kick this pig and move into some <laughs> questions here. Nice twos. Nice, nice twos. Nice twos. That that's something you'd say on a golf course if a guy like had had a golf bag with a couple of two irons in it. That's something you nice say twos. if you're super fucking rich and completely out of touch. Yeah, I guess. Or if you ever ran into Dolly Parton. Nice twos. Nice twos. What was that? Dolly Parton. What did you? What did she just say? 
Okay, because because of the Parton. southern accent, I couldn't really make out the words yeah. you were saying. Well, Just listen closely. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, Parton. yeah, nice twos. I'm gonna give you. A th- I'm gonna crank it up to a six. <laughs> nice six. Uh, here we go. Uh, Question time for Toby Haas, actor, comedian, and by the way, he's got an incredible show coming up in Hollywood—a Christmas show. We're gonna get into that later on. You, if you live in the area, you yeah. gotta get tickets. It sells out very fast. I'm announcing it here today, and we're gonna talk about that. You gotta come out to it. But first question, buddy: Have you ever woken up in a strange place and were like, "What the hell am I doing here?" Like yeah. A, where, tell us, like, yeah. where? Well, I was in I was in New York, and and I used to. Uh, I used to drink a lot back then in yeah. in the eighties in, in in New York. Yeah. And I remember I woke up at about five in the morning in a girl's place and she was she was beating me in the face with her fists. What? We had evidently we both we both were pretty skunky drunk and had Whoa. And, and had blacked out. <laughs> and I God. woke up and she started and I was going, What the she was smacking me in the face on top of me naked, smacking me in the face with her little tiny Whoa. fist. And I, what the fuck is going on? She said, get out, get out, get out. And I put on my clothes and I ran out of her apartment somewhere in the Lower East Side. And I had no idea how I got there. Wow. And, and to this day, I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Somehow we were boozing in some bar. Yeah. And then... Hours later, I wake up with a girl beating me in the face. That's incredible. <laughs> that was a bad wow. One. Was it winter or summer? I think it was autumn winter. It was cool. It was, so it was you the, ran it was, out it into the coat. cold. Not, not naked, but I mean, I put on my clothes yeah. and I ran out, and she said she was going to call the cops and get the fuck out of here. And Wow. Yeah, I had no idea what Now, happened. do you even remember who it was at this point? No, and I don't, and I never, I don't remember seeing her again, but she lived in the Lower East Side, and I lived wow. in the Lower East Side, so we probably crossed paths at one point, but I just don't remember. Amazing story. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that was pretty boozy. It's one thing to uh, wake up, but to be getting pummeled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, she, and were you just like in a still in a drunk fog? Like yeah, yeah. Head still, swirling. Still pretty drunk and swirling and didn't know and rolled off. And it was like some weird little, it was a futani bed, a small futon bed wow. like pressed against the wall. And bap, 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 bap. She was kicking my ass. She wanted me out. Wow, that's great. What a wild, crazy story. Yeah, I, I'd love to one. figure out what that was all about. And I think I have an image of her being pretty sexy, too. Oh, so yeah. So it was kind of a it was a lose-lose for her, but it was kind of a weird win for me because yeah. I do have this image of a, of a very sexy girl beating me in the face waking up that was kind of nice was she naked when she was beating you yeah i remember her breasts she had wonderful breasts so those breasts must have been waving from side to side not only that but i mean maybe this is part of my it where it is in my mind but I, there was some sort of really great lighting going on like she oh. the light was coming in from the side so she was sort of sideless a beautiful oh. That'll put a halo around the breast. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a halo around Or that. even a rainbow. You know, now, sometimes about, you get the rainbow. So that this is not really waking up in a place, but there was, uh, I was online uh, maybe eight months ago. Oh, no, you woke up in a chat room? And I woke up in a chat room with this guy, Sandusky. He's an old buddy what? from way back. What? Oh, yeah. No, wait a minute. Wheat farmer? No, no, no. He's a coach over at Penn State. He's a great guy. Oh, God, you don't know. that guy. No, but I was on, and I saw this. I saw this. Uh, somebody had the, on a Facebook thing. Somebody had these books listed that they liked, and I said, what is that? What is the name of that book? And there was a girl's name there, and I said, where does that name sound familiar? That's weird. Uh-oh. So I saw her name, and I clicked on it, and she was on Facebook, so I clicked on that. Was and it then, her? It wasn't this girl, but oh. she got back to me like like two minutes later, and she said, you know, I was wondering where you've been all these years. And I went, what? And it went through my mind. Is that the girl from the night with the fantastic breast that kicked wow. my ass? And it was not. Slappy. But it was this other girl that I met <laughs> one night. That kicked you to death. At a, no, at a, at, in like 1989 at a bondage fair. Whoa. On the Lower East Side, a what? friend of mine said, go to this thing. They're having like a... It was. It wasn't like a real S and M house. It was yeah. like a, a a fetish sort of fetish yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So she was she was working with some uh, corset makers, and she was modeling some corsets. And I walked past her, and she said, "Toby Huss." And I went, "What the hell? This is an '89." And I went, "Okay." So wow. we talked for maybe forty five minutes, an hour, 
And then I had not seen her for all these years. Yeah. And eight months ago, I'm online. I go, that, and she goes, that's you. I'm, I, was, I said, that's you. So like that Lower East Side story, the girl punching yeah. me in the face. The way I describe it, there are these little paintings that I go back to in this, in this art gallery in my mind. And yeah. one was talking to this girl, sexy girl, wearing a corset at this fetish ball they had in the Lower East Side one time. It was time. a corset, not a cormorant. It was a it was a, a woman wearing a corset, not okay. a not a cormorant, a cormorant, the yeah, bird, those are, right? Those are water birds. Yeah, not wearing okay. a water bird. I get but it those was one of those things confused. that I would and I would go back there over the years, going, I wonder what ever happened to that girl, like the girl that punched me in the face. I wonder what happened to her. That was really interesting. And so I wonder it, what happened to the girl in the corset. It sounds to me like you kind of feel like you missed out on something. Like you probably wished you'd woken up in the middle of the night and a girl wearing a cormorant was punching you in the face. No, because that, that'd be gilding the lily. It was enough oh. without a cormorant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a wait. Cormorant? What's the... She no. had cornrows. No, what was no, the... She what, she, what was she wearing? A corset. A corset. No, she didn't I have I keep a mixing it up with an aquatic bird. diving bird. Yeah, as we all do. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Facebook funny like that, though? That it, yeah, it, it, can, it can connect you with uh, ghosts from your past? Yeah, it gets ghosty sometimes. I hope Slappy finds you one day. I hope you get a, an email one day on Facebook. Hey, punch face. I'm coming for you, fucker. Yeah. I've gotten that before. I'm coming for you, fucker. Better not fall asleep tonight, fucker. Yeah. Sign Slappy. Yeah. <laughs> Here <laughs> comes punch face. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking my top off. Hey, drunkie. I'm finding you tonight. I'm going to sex you up with my fists. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, drunkie. Slappy, 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 Get out. I'm tired the cops. Oh, motherfucker. Oh, God. That's a great story, man. Yeah. Um, well, on that theme of being with a, since you talked about being with a lady, what what is your worst kissing nightmare? I'm, I'm talking, you're making out with a girl. What happened? Goobers, breath, fungus, burp in your mouth. Like any any outstanding stories where uh, you had like kind of a kissing nightmare. Something went wrong. I don't remember any like really awful kissing nightmares. Uh, other than there was the there was one girl that was she had we'd sort of seen each other a few years ago, and and she came back from San Francisco. She had been driving like for six hours or five hours straight. Yeah. And it obviously not stopped to Ooh. buy any breath mints or buy any oh, sodas God. to wash it away. It and came up to my house <laughs> and had an awful dirty barnyard in her mouth. And was talking to me and trying to get sexy. Gobbly gobbly go. I'm going, oh, fucking, I didn't have the heart to go. Oh. I know. Hey, dogs. <laughs> there, there she is. <laughs> Keep talking. Like, I didn't have <laughs> this is It's such a professional rig over here. It's this phone making a duck noise. That was a Cormoran call. I heard you. So it, she had a dirty barnyard in her yeah, mouth. Yeah. All sorts of flatulent cows shitting and trying to get out. And was talking to me and trying to make it sexy like I came down from San Francisco for you. Ah, oh. ah. And it was, I didn't have the heart to say, you got to clean out your dirty old mouth because it's, oh. it's a putrid barnyard in there, honey. Well, how did you smell it? Were you kissing? Or no, we weren't, weren't even it? kissing. And Whoa. Then she, and she wanted, to, she wanted to get a little intimate. And I had to tell it was too awful. Well, didn't you do the old, hey, can I get you a drink? Welcome to my house. I think I did. I and think then I did. When That's I say a pretty drink, you one. slip a bunch of Windex into a yeah. into a glass of orange Windex juice. Windex and some aspirin. And some bleach. And some Oxycontin. Something to clean out that yeah. trough. Bleach. Yeah. You got to bleach that. That's a dirty old mud pen. So did it, it actually you. smell like a pig pen or something? It <laughs> smelled like, I, you know, I took my daughter to Occupy Wall Street. Nice, nice father-daughter activity. Okay. I took my daughter to Look, honey, LA. this is how not to work when you get older. <laughs> Last Sunday <laughs> to say, to say, you know, I just want to take it down because this is what you're supposed to do. Maybe not like this, yeah. but if you're an American, you're going to protest now and again, yeah. and you can take it to the fucking government. You can hit the streets, and you can and you can affect change yeah. in your life. You have the power. You're not a powerless citizen of the U.S. You're not a Absolutely. fucking monkey. Yeah. So we go there, and that place. God love, but it smelled awful. Really? And they and it's you walked in there and you're hit by just different levels of pee stench and shit stench and body odor. It was awful. It was like a zoo down there. And then they actually had on a plywood sign somebody had spray painted "Smells like change." And as wow. I said to my daughter, I was raised in Iowa. 
but that's not change your smell. Yeah. It was really awful. How's like, how about the sign read, smells like change your underwear? Yeah. Smells like change your... And that's outside. You're outside with, Ew, with, with the outside. full exposure of the universe. Yep, there it for is. For the fumes to dissipate, and still you were overrun with reek. Yeah, it was Of the reeky. downtrodden and unemployed... Wrecked. It was pretty weak. I don't know. There. Yeah, you might want to. You might want to take your your daughter to a uh, you Church? know a General Electric corporate youth mm. rally or something. I take her down to the Clorox factory now and again. <laughs> Look at there, honey. That's to scrub everything out with this stuff. Oh, well, wait a minute. Let's good. get back to barnyard face. So barnyard how did you face, get out was, of not kissing her? It was. I was saying that I. That I was. I'm from Iowa, and that was a that was a dirty barnyard. And there's nothing you can do about that other than flee. So I think it was. Pushed away a little bit, pushed away. I got up, uh, you know, I got to get a thing. And it was the end of a thing. It so was she much. drove all the way down. You she, were she there lived, waiting for her, ready lived, to make she, out. She lived in Los Angeles. And oh, okay. And she gone there for the weekend or something and drove back like, I got to see a topic. Oh, Googly, wow. Right? Yeah, it didn't work out. But you didn't have any, like, kind of plan to get something sweet in there to freshen up the ante. I, you know why? Because it You're, was so, it, was, it almost... I think it did make me a little angry. Like, what? Now this is how you didn't think twice about that. And plus, it gets in your head. Even if they ate, yeah. like, they could eat a bushel of roses. She could have eaten a bushel of dirty dicks, and it would have smelled better than what it did. Oh wow! She and and then a, psychologically, it's in your head. You're done. You're done. You're done. That's not it, an attractive. You can't. Place you to can't be. kiss it because you're just thinking. Now you're you're uh, waiting for it. That's hard stuff. Wow. I'm sorry, buddy. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right now. Uh, she's out of my life. She's well. Wow. That's two two crazy girls, slappy and stinky. <laughs> wow, we <laughs> we, we we get uh, uh, we get uh, four more, and we got the new seven dwarfs or whatever they're called. Five. Yes. Uh, yeah. The seven slappy, new the slappy, seven new stinky short whores of filth. <laughs> <laughs> what are they? Uh, the short whores of filth. <laughs> All right, here we go, buddy. This one's uh, this will be interesting. I'm I'm excited to see where you go with this. If oh. you could be any other nationality, mm. what would it be? Yeah, if you if you could pick to be some other nationality for whatever reason, who knows? What do you think you'd like to be? Probably Mexican. How come? <laughs> I was just I was just down there doing a little picture in uh, in Mexico. You were shooting a movie in Mexico. I was shooting a picture in Mexico. And yeah. you liked what you saw. You liked the well, people. What? Why would you want to become Mexican? I think what I like about it is that is that that it's just, we're staying in this town Rosarito, which is a real. It's it's a rough town. They have a little place on the on the ocean that is that has some nice hotels on it. But the rest of the town, because I run, I was running around. I'd run through town. I got yeah. chased by a dog. Nice. Uh, no, this 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 Mexican dog wanted to eat my face. Whoa! He wanted to start on my legs and eat those, and then work his way up and chew my face off. It was a dangerous thing. I almost went down. This dude was what? four inches away from my from my heels as I was running. He came out of nowhere. What kind of dog? <laughs> some like some. It wasn't as big as a like kind of a small fast lab. Who, when I look back, just had snarly, foamy teeth. How did you get terrible. away from him? I just I'd been running about seven miles, and this was like mile seven, so I was pretty tired. And it, I just went down a side street, and I was running toward the ocean, and this fucker came out of nowhere and just. Bah, 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 bah. Wow. <laughs> but it's nice to know that at a dead that I'm a 46 year old man. Yeah, and I know that <laughs> I know that I can outrun a dog that wants to eat me at a dead run at some point. You know, I think every dude my your age, my age, you should run for your life at some point. Because yeah. it's not you're just you're not running fast to outrun something. You're not trying to beat somebody running. You are running for your life. What about running, running to a terminal at the airport? No. Does that count? No. Okay. Or running to the buffet. Yeah. No. No. Okay. This is That's running, scary. This is running as fast as you can, all out, after running seven miles, then you the fucking dog is on you and you run as fast so that I ran as fast as I could for about fifty feet. And then the dog got out of his territory, and he stopped. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Now, but, had he grabbed you, what would you have done? Would you just start wailing on him, like I, the way that girl wailed on your face? Yeah. You think afterwards, I would have taken off my shirt, and he would have seen this rack. Oh, yeah. Wonder. Nice, too. Yeah. And I would have wow. started I would have started slapping his face. But you think about that after. Wow. Like, do you go for an eye? 
you try to get a thumb and an eye, or you punch him in the face. Yeah. There was a buddy of mine in Iowa that, that every day used to walk through this field in Boone, Iowa. When yeah. he was a kid going to school, he had to walk through this big field, about a half an acre, and a dog would start at one end by the farmhouse and would chase his ass all the way through the field. And one day he said, you know, it's been going on for two months. I can't take this shit anymore. This is awful. Yeah. So he said he stood there, and he saw that dog running. 200 yards away, that dog's running at him. And he's just standing there. He's got his fist cocked. Got yeah. his, it's the same guy that worked on the submarine tender, this guy patting him. Wow, okay. He's got his fist cocked. He's waiting for this dog. The dog, come, he's running 200 yards. Keep running. Fast. The guy's just waiting for him. The dog jumps in the air, and he punches the dog as hard as he can in the face. He nice. punched the dog in the face. Didn't knock him down. The dog uh, didn't knock him out. Knocked him down. Dog kind of stopped, looked at him, walked away. Never bothered him again. Yeah. Dogs punch- understand that. They read your energy. And if you they punch feed one off in the it. face. You punch it in the face. I had a buddy who uh, used to bike a lot, and he was biking through northern New York, like, yeah, you know, yeah. the Finger Lakes, bike Ithaca. Bike too. Yeah, it's rough, man. And uh, he was just riding down a country road, yeah. and uh, all of a sudden, two barnyard dogs came running up the, 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 the long dirt driveway. They They're saw nasty. Him. They got oh. him. They, they oh, no, got him. They no. hauled him off his bike. Oh, fuck. He said they would have ripped him alive. He said by fate he was carrying uh, a pocket knife. Oh, my he God. He was able to pull it out. He actually had to stab one of the dogs. You're fucking kidding me. The, the dog yelped and wandered off, and it freaked the other dog out. And he goes, if he hadn't had that pocket knife, he thinks they would have killed him. Sure. And ever since then, his- when I go out... Oh hiking, or I go, like, even out in the country, I walked through some of the back roads of Australia, right. and I stayed at a backpacker's, and before I left, I went to the kitchen, and I stole, like, a kitchen knife and just had it in my backpack at the ready. Whew. Ever since I heard that story, because you forget dogs. Dogs are like, they're like wolves with funny, cute names. Yeah. You know? Yeah, they'll eat your face. They'll eat you. They'll, yeah. They'll, they'll, Imagine that. First, you got your face punched up, and then you got it right. eaten up. Oh, that's a drag. You won't have a face left. If, so I think, though, this, though, that woman that was punching my face, if instead of I'm going to punch his face, I'm going to nakedly punch his face and get him out of here, yeah. if I want to eat him, if I start Ooh. chewing on him, yeah. you know, if I start chewing on his face, yeah. I think... It wouldn't have been as nasty because I don't think she would have put that much effort into well, it. Well, I and you like that stuff too. You like yeah, yeah. having your face eaten out. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice, man. Yeah. That's oh, nice. I like that voice. Can I? I gotta tell them. Can I tell them about the famous voice you do? Oh yeah, sure. Toby, if you're a big fan of King of the Hill, and now you're gonna have to do the voice. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Toby does the voice for is it Kang? <laughs> Who, who's the guy? What a jerk! Who? No, really who's a prick? Who's the Korean guy? Yeah, oh, he's Laotian, and he's and his oh, name is Khan. I thought Khan. That's ah, it. Ah, you crazy redneck! There he is. Uh, he does the boy. Is that how does he go? Yeah, that's him. I got do the punched in the face thing in his voice. Ah, so I'm hitting my face. Oh, I like your titty. <laughs> I think that's one of the funniest characters uh, of that whole drunk. show. <laughs> There's a lot of yelling, yeah. Now, when you auditioned for that, were, were you actually up against, like, Asian guys that do voice work? Or how, I, how does a white guy get an Asian guy's part? I heard that uh, Pat Morita had the part before. The guy from Karate Kid? Yeah, and that uh, it didn't work out with him. So they He's made too a, old. So they made a call, and they called me, and I was in New York. Yeah. And I guess Mike Judge was in Los Angeles and some other people sitting there. But I thought it was just Mike calling to say, hey, can you do a, a, a Laotian guy? And I went, F- I've never done a What is Laotian? Laotian? It's a guy from Laos. Sounds like a body cream. Yeah, you got any Laotian? I'm a little dry. That does sound like a body cream. Yeah. Well, I'm not here to screw or with it's your a, head. Or it's a third world country where, where people live under a brutal... Oh, this is a real place, Leotion. You know, you live up here on a mountaintop. <laughs> you you know. watch it. I'll come over there and slap you with my breasts. Uh-huh. So you do the voice for Mike Judge. Yeah, and then and they he loved said, it. And they said, hey, come on out. And I went, hmm? Oh, and it was, I think great. it was after Down Periscope. And then that's when I started coming out to Los Angeles more, like in the mid-late that's 90s. That's great. And then, well, yeah. when you're watching King of the Hill, Toby Huss is your guy doing that voice. And I got to tell you, for my nationality, 
I would want to become Swedish. I'd, I, I always thought it'd be great to be a big, like six foot five, yeah. blonde hair, rock jaw, Skagel Kludsen. and big blue, like sky blue eyes. Name Skagel Kludsen. Cut, you know, just like a like a like a Rutgar Hauer, yeah, Dolph Lundgren hybrid, 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 <laughs> hybrid. How are you, Dolph? Wait, was it Dolph Lundgren who's the? Is that Dolph Lundgren who's a super? Uh, Super genius guy? Dolph Lundgren or the other guy? No, Dolph Lundgren was the big guy in the Rocky Three, the Russian I guy. I know. But one of those guys is Dolph Lundgren or the other guy. R- Rutger Hauer was uh, in Blade Runner. I know. He well, looks pretty puffy now, Rutger Hauer. Yeah. That's, I mean in their younger years. But yeah. I can you imagine just being like this kind of, you know, Nordic god type of guy? No, with, I can't. I can't because I want to be a Mexican. You, you want to be a Mexican? Because... There's not a lot of federal rules down there. It doesn't seem yeah. like it. Seems like that it's a pretty fucked up country. Yeah, and it's pretty lawless. But it seems to be like a sincere, honest place where a guy can go down to the store and buy some metal tubing and a lawnmower engine and put a big fan on it, and then get a you know a, a hang glider sort of glide, <laughs> Just go over. stick it all together, and he starts that thing up on the fucking beach, and it goes wing, and he goes <laughs> about 19 stories high, and he gives people rides. And no one tells him to get off the beach. Yeah. And no one tells him you got to get a pilot's license. No permit. This dude, no license. There were three guys like that who on the weekends were just giving these flights to people. Yeah. It was the greatest thing. This reminded me of what happened in the U.S. in the 70s. Yeah, people nobody cared. Like people that. just did stuff. There was no, there's, there was exactly. no uh, regulations I mean, it, on everything. That's the thing. There's not a lot of regulation, which is a drag, too, when you go running on the beach and you go to the end of this place by Rosarito and you go, oh, well, that's, a, that's an old-timey crazy factory that's just spewing shit out of yeah. the ocean and it's yeah. that's not regulated either so there's pros and cons to it but it's uh yeah i think we should do a sitcom next year on nbc the mexican and the swede and we'll call it paco and nordgrud <laughs> and we're, we we yeah. you know i don't know what we do but i think it's just the title people will tune in we open a, a jalapeno vodka shop down, oh. uh, down in the gay district Wow, yeah. You, yeah. Uh, mm. uh, had me, but then maybe lost me. Pass. But now you have me again. I do? The way you said pass pulled me back in. Pass. Oh, I'm back in. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about Rudy. Yeah. Let's talk about Rudy. I have your album right here. It's Snowballs. It's Snowballs, and, uh, and um, Toby does an incredible character. Who is, Would it be fair to say he's like, Half gangster, half Frank Sinatra, half you, half it's it's a real yeah. he's like a real old time throwback rat pack type uh Yeah, that's the kind of guy that sings swing music and lounge yeah. and shit and he's uh works pretty blue most of the time. Yeah, he's pretty abrasive yeah. and his name's Rudy Cassoni. Yeah, Rudy Cassoni. And and uh and and this is kind of Toby's alter ego. You gotta see it. He looks like Sinatra esque. And uh, every year on the podcast, this is our third year doing it, and I think I told you this, but every year at Christmas, I play the Snowball song. Oh, nice. And I talk about you, and uh, that's why I thought we got to have Toby up here this year to t- tell us about the song, and then we're going to play the song after you kind of give us a history of it. Oh, the Snowballs. And Toby does a great Christmas show. And real quickly, what's the date of your Christmas show, and where is it here it's in Hollywood? This, it's this Wednesday, December 7th. Okay. And it's at the place called the Steve Allen Theater, which is on Hot 4773 Hollywood Boulevard. So it's Hollywood, a couple blocks west of Vermont. Okay. It starts at 8 o'clock, and it's got me and uh, Mark Fight and James Urbaniak and the Lampshades, a wonderful group in Los Angeles. Sid Straw is going to be there. He's a singer some people might know, going to sing a duet with me. Right. Uh, Billy the Mime, Scott Nary, who's a wonderful juggler. Billy the Mime, by the way, Billy if you've ever seen mime. a mime, oh. this guy doesn't mime eating an apple or getting out of a box. He mimes the most outrageous, yeah. gnarly things you, 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 you'll he ever does see. Like, he does everything from uh, uh, the altar boy and the nasty priest 
to uh, <laughs> guys dying of AIDS in San Francisco in the 80s. Yeah, it's Dancing. shocking. And it's... he did, in the last show we did in November, he was working, it was just after Sandusky broke, oh. and he was going to do a whole thing with Sandusky and some of the pool boys or whatever they were, but he couldn't get the right music, so he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that Couldn't for get the right music. Hilarious. He was worried about the right music. So, But it's shocking, and, yeah. and, and the show, just so you know, what's the name of the show, Toby? I, I, I call it the, the Rudy Cazzoni, uh Booze Bag Review. Okay, and 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 the show is filled with uh, Toby hosts the whole thing. He he sings and he does comedy bits yeah. and he brings out these incredible guests. And the show is filled <laughs> with all these great great uh, comedians that have been Dave working. Dave Higgins is going to be there. Yeah, and, uh, Dave Higgins and uh, Dave, Pat Healy is going to be doing stuff too. Great great people yeah. that have been on the Hollywood scene. These aren't just like. They're his buddies, but they're also very, very talented in their own right. They've been yeah. in movies, on TV shows, so it's a great show. You got to see it. A couple of strippers from uh, Jumbo's Clown Room are coming in. Oh, see, sure, sure. Yeah, I remember last yeah. year I went and I saw the very beautiful girls, fishnet stockings, Daisy Meadows, and, and sure, sure. And uh, and Dave Higgins is going to be doing his version of a Gift of the Magi. It's wonderful. Oh. You know that story with a girl yeah. with the hair and the comb. The guy cuts off all his hair. I think Dave doesn't do it. He does. He the girl buys the guy a cock ring. Oh! But then he cuts off his balls to get money for her for something. But it's still the same tender, oh, lovely wow. gift of the Magi. Oh, Christmas time, best of the season. Mm. Well, we're gonna uh, if you're if you're in town, if you're in Hollywood, December seventh. Where can they get tickets, Toby? You can get tickets online at thestevealantheater dot com. Uh, it's there, and there'll be a page that directs you to tickets, or you can. Show up the night of the show, but you should probably get them beforehand because yeah. it's probably going to sell out. It'll sell out. I yeah. was there last year, and it was just packed. People were actually standing up against the wall. Yeah, that's usually yeah. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's an out. annual thing, and uh, get out there and see it. it is, it's about two hours long, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to try to make it not two hours this year because two hours is a lot of time. About so an hour and a half We'll try to go thing. an hour and a half, and we buzz on through, and it seems like 15 minutes. I know. It's weird yeah. when you're up there, but yeah. it's, it's great stuff. you got to go, and a uh, lot of songs. He's got a live band, a horn section, yeah. and uh, all your songs are original. You, you wrote them, right? Yeah, the ones for the Christmas show. We wrote all those songs. And, and uh, uh, I wrote those things. And they're great. And Toby sings them. And uh, as I said, we every year we play his uh, great, great uh, song called Snowballs. Blow it out, you dingle, is my favorite line. I often text and email Toby that line <laughs> in the middle of the summer all year long. I love to hit him with that one. But just quickly, we're going to play the song. Uh, tell us about the song. Uh, how you came up with it, and uh, you know if there's any funny stories around it that you want to share. I don't know. Just one. I I started I, I started dicking around. I think, well, that'd be fun to write a little Christmas song. Let's write a Christmas song. And then snowballs. I went, oh, there's snowballs. There's snowballs like mine. Snowballs. <laughs> oh, snow. Oh, okay. And then of course it just it goes from there. And how did you come up with "blow it out your dingle" because it rhymed with Kringle? <laughs> it rhymed with Kringle. <laughs> so you bagged the Kringle. Is I, I was about to say. So you bagged the Kringle. So long. Because I wanted to say, so long, uh, like so long, old fa oh, Santa Claus only comes once a year. Yeah, it's about a girl who throws throws me away to go to get with Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Go, but the guy only comes once a year. Yeah, how can that satisfy you? Yeah. So, so you bagged a Kringle. Ding, what's how do you cringle, fingle, mingle, blow it out your dingle? That's good enough for me. It's so stupid. Yes, I love uh, it. All right, well here it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually give you the honors, Toby. Why don't you uh, set up the song and throw it to it, and uh, we're gonna play it. Hey, there's a lovely song called Snowballs coming here, sung by a lovely man named Rudy Cazzoni for your Christmas listening pleasure. Yeah, it was this time of year, about a year ago, I think, around the holiday seasons, and I was at home waiting for the old lady to get back. She'd been gone a couple weeks, you sees. So I had a couple dozen hot toddies or so waiting for her there. Huh. Finally, the door opens up. Rudy! Hey, baby, it's been a while. Take off the dress. She don't. She gives me the stink eye. Where's the tree? What do you mean, what tree? It's Christmas Eve, Cazzoni. Oh... Yeah, I thought it was June. She says, that's it. That's it, Rudy, I'm leaving you. I've had enough. I can't take no more. I found another guy. I'm gone. Hold on, baby. What do you mean, on Christmas Eve? You leave me? You found another guy? Who is this Joe? What's he got that I don't got? 
Well, he's really cute. Baby, it's me, it's Rudy. He's got a sharp red suit. I know I ain't no beauty, but if you squint your eyes when the lights are low, you got one swell looking skinny day go. Kids love him to boot. Was this more than a date? He's got a sack of loot. No, you little ain't great. Well, yesterday you're my lip smacker. Now you're a sugar plum nutcracker. I did not forget Christmas, no. I hung some mistletoe in my pants. Pack a rock! snowballs like mine. There's snowballs like the ones you're leaving behind. You're gonna miss my back spackling, crackling hot. You log wax nostalgic for my steamy holiday nog. He's jolly and bad. Yeah, who is this pest? Teacher Rosie and Red. Oh, I should have guessed. Don't hit your ass on the way out the door, you ho ho snow blowing ho ho ho. Oh, Merry Christmas, Rudy. Blow it out your dingle. Don't go getting snooty. I'll oh, so you bag the Kringle. So long, but don't forget, my dear. Oh, fat so comes but once a year. There's snowballs the like these. I love his big North Pole. They jingle, jingle, jangle, jangle down below my knees. You're gonna miss roasting my chestnuts. Oh, yes, ma'am. Good luck without my pink honey glazing holiday ham. Cause there's snowballs like mine. There's snowballs like these twins you're leaving behind. There's snowballs. Dear Santa Claus, thanks for nothing. P.S. Uh, could you possibly uh, bring me a new broad? Or if not, I don't know, toss a couple of drunk elves in my bed or something. A couple of your little helpers. They help you, they can help me, pal. All right, that was awesome, buddy. Yeah, I love go. that song. You know, that's our that's our yearly Christmas uh, uh, ritual here. I love it. That's wonderful. Are you that's okay wonderful. with us doing that for years to years to come, unless we get in a big fight? That's fantastic. No, even if we do get into a fight, then then you can you can play you can stop it halfway through and then comment on me. Curse you out. Why didn't that naked girl kick his ass? He's oh. such a prick. That would have been great. But yeah. now we got to listen to the rest of it because yeah. I'm. Okay. You know, it's it's funny because I played, you know, my daughter's 12 now, and it, it gets pretty blue in a lot of these songs. And she's, I thought, well, I cannot let her hear it and then wait till she's 18 and go, hey, I made this. I thought it's got to be in the fabric of her life somewhere. So when I first would play it for her, there's a few songs that aren't as blue as other ones, yeah. and I'd play those for her. And then I think somewhere along the line, I said, no, nah, fuck it. It'll be like a little wonderful obscenity onion. That, that she gets to peel <laughs> each you. year, and she'll be in college, and she'll be a grown woman, a grown-ass yeah. woman, and she'll listen to this, she'll listen to some song on there and go, oh, my God, and probably call me up and go, did you say that about that, <laughs> with that line? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Oh, what nice. What can you do? Yeah, hey, it's your kid. You gotta, she should know what daddy does. Um, well, let's, uh, we're getting down to the end of the interview, and as you know, folks, at the end of all my guest interviews, oh, I don't boy. I don't interview a ton of guests, but when I do, we always hit them up with the Harland Highway Animal Quiz. Yeah, You'll, we'll we'll get to that very shortly. A couple more questions for oh. uh, for Toby Huss. Yes. Great guest. Happy to have you here, buddy. This Lovely is a to be treat. Your mountaintop compound. Yes, this Mount is re- this compound. is really fun to have Toby here. We've been friends for a long time. We don't get to see each other. As much as we should, I know. but that's the way it works in Hollywood. I find with uh, almost everyone you become friends with, it's it's intermittent, but I know. it's it's always like whenever I see you, it feels like we just picked up where we <laughs> left <laughs> off, and nice. I, I love nice. I love that. So um, yeah, I know you. Toby's a great artist. Toby loves to paint and and do photographs and. Uh, when you get Toby alone and you you start talking about uh, the artistic world, you're very knowledgeable and passionate about that world. And I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but who's who's your favorite artist? Not one of them, but if you could pick one 
traditional or conventional artist? Yeah. Who would it be? And, and think, it could be like I modern or old. For me, it was always Franz Klein, the abstract expressionist painter. You know really? That? I don't know if I... I tell you, it's it. he's... I was at, I think it was the Met, and I came around. I don't know if it was the Met. It was some museum in New York. It might have yeah. been the Whitney, actually. It was the okay. Whitney. I came around a corner, and he's a, a dig in the 50s, uh, 50s, 60s, big abstract expressionist painter, along with, he was around the time of, of, of Pollock and de Kooning and Is he American? Well, and all these guys, American guys. Yeah. yeah. And I saw this, ab- he's a black and white, with some gray, black and white abstract painting, and I don't know. It was such a visceral, visceral response I had to that thing. Shock! I turned around, I saw it, and I went, "Wow!" Fuck! And it kind of took my breath away. And I just, wow. I stared at it, and it was only in that whole museum. It was just me and that fucking painting. Yeah. Everybody else had ceased to exist. And I fucking sat. I went. I stared at. It, I went. Oh my god! I sat down on a bench. I just kept staring at it. It was a pretty powerful experience. Isn't that amazing? It was pretty wonderful. And then I had the same thing with the Motherwell that I saw that was just this, this uh, one of his uh, Elegy to the Spanish Wars. It was uh, uh, one of those paintings with the Guggenheim. It was just an abstract, a big abstract thing. Wow. And it was, I like those abstract guys a lot. Now, the and first one you saw, how big was the painting? That Franz Klein was pretty big. And it like, was high up on a wall, and it was maybe like six feet wide and five feet high or wow. eight feet wide and four feet high. So it was a pretty big size. Now explain it a little better. You, like, was there, was there images in it or was it just abstract no, it's shades abstract. and it's tones? Like, you know what I found out later is that he got the idea for a lot of his abstract paintings from there was a I'm – I'm kind of forgetting this. I don't know if it was an actual rocking chair or the shadow of the rocking chair oh, wow. in this big barn where he did. And he saw these lines and he looked at it one day and yeah. he went – Fuck. And it stopped being a rocking chair, and it was huh. just lines to him and whatever was in the background of it. And he saw these lines, and it was about positive and negative. It was about negative space. Looking at it, oh, and he started painting that. And I think it was. Huh. So it's just an examination of, of, of just an abstract paint. Of shadows and tones. And, I and think so. I mean, okay. it's, and it's And there's a lot of movement in his, uh, in his work, too. I mean, it. it it's a really, it's a really, it is a physical graphic representation of, of, you know, what this man is yeah. feeling in there. And it's, for me, that's my, that's my favorite stuff in the world. And other people have other things. And it's yeah, just, yeah. whatever your thing is, you might love Kincaid, the guy that has paintings in malls. I know you like malls. Oh, painting. love it. Love the uh, painting of a big donut <laughs> or a t- twisty ice cream. Well, you know that guy, Kincaid, that has those, that he's the biggest selling artist in the, like, the history of the world. Oh, really? That fucking guy, Kincaid, that makes those shitty paintings that go over your couch. You've seen him. He's in, he's in, he's in malls all across oh, America. Oh, okay, okay. I see what, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or not shitty. Maybe he's fantastic, but. It's all open. That's know. art. It's open yeah. to interpret. I had the same moment you had. With what? Uh, this was incredible because, I, you know, I've been to art galleries all over the world. That's I mean, I've that. seen the Mona Lisa. I've seen Van Gogh's. I've seen. I've been to art galleries in Germany and London yeah. and France, everywhere. And and one day I was at a uh, a gallery in uh, Germany, and I came around the corner and there was this Salvador Dali <laughs> that was I think this thing was twenty feet high, Oof. and Oof. it was a, a an abstract of a of Jesus on the crucifix. Oh, the perspective one where it's yeah. like when he's going up into heaven. That yeah. one. Well, and, you saw that, huh? And I was oh, standing fuck. at the base of that thing, and, <laughs> and it whacked me in the face the way that girl was beaten on your face. I mean, I was just, like, pummeled uh, yeah. into submission. And same thing. Everything else just faded away. Oh. And and I thought, why, why am I feeling this? And I, it, it almost was like I had a physical, spiritual attraction. Yeah. To the actual painting, and I, yeah. I became emotionally attached to it, and I couldn't leave. I had to stand there, and, and it's almost like a force field comes over you. Yeah. And, and I know exactly what you're saying about your experience, and it's an incredible experience. And yeah. that's the upside of going to art galleries because you can have that connection yeah. with art that uh, you just can't get if you're just staring at it on the Internet or something. I think and, it's hard, you know, and, and I think... You know, now and again, you'll you'll see a performance in a in a in a film thing, like in a movie, or you'll watch a stand up, or you'll see a play, or there'll be some hunk of art that can transcend 
the rest of the stuff. And maybe it just does it for you, and maybe it does it for all humans. But yeah. I think you have to be open and believe that that transcendent thing can happen, happen very often. Oh, and it, it's great that it doesn't happen very often, yeah. really, because when it does, yeah. it's it's just a moment. It's a it's special a moment. Can, a song can be like that. You hear, you hear a hunk of music. Yeah. Like Snowballs, I'm sure a lot oh, of people have had definitely. that experience with Snowballs. Definitely, buddy. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, excellent, uh, excellent uh, perspective on that. And uh, I think uh, we're down to the end here. Well, you know what? Let me give you one quickie. All right. This is like a sentence or five or even one word answer quick it up. And, and then we're gonna go this is a quickie what does your pillow smell like mm. I, I think ham excellent that is a correct answer we will move on to the animal quiz excellent ladies and gentlemen it is time are you ready toby mm-hmm. it is time for the harland highway animal quiz <laughs> It's time for the Harland Highway Animal Quiz. All right, here we go, buddy. This is your first high, uh, Harland Highway Animal Quiz. Nice. Just to refresh our our viewers and to bring you up to speed, listeners. Our, our listeners, thank you for that. I'm all. I'm so excited that I got mixed up that people aren't watching; they're just hearing. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, now. What? Uh, how this works is I'm going to give you clues. You got four questions. Did you just crack one? Oh, you just see the guests sit on a nice brown leather chair, and Toby just black. lifted. Black. It's brown now. Yeah, it was black. Yeah, And Toby just lifted a cheek and cracked. It probably was uh, somewhere between an Arby's and a, I don't know what fart. I said a soup can explosion. Yeah. Like yeah. a soup can explosion. Yeah, it sounds like a soup can explosion. <laughs> like if you put a can of beans on a fire, and you just let that, and but you don't poke an air hole in the top, just a uh, a can of Van Camp's beans and put that on the campfire, and you let that thing sit there for about thirty twenty minutes, and pow, it blow up. That's what it sound like. And you sound like that. Is it, was that your Mexican voice That's, for when you change nationalities? Yep. I was like African. I was of, down there. A Mexican. Yeah, I was down there. I mean, I know the You're people. Half I know their black, dogs too. African or Mexican. Mm. You know the dogs too. So speaking of dogs, let's roll into our first animal quiz question. Now you see, you got to guess the name of this thing from the animal kingdom. You the ready? Corset. The corset. The Go cormorant. <laughs> My first name is the same as the short form name of a high altitude soft drink, and my second name has been turned into a ridiculous dance that requires one to lay down on their stomach. <laughs> wow. Water buffalo. Wow. Oh, no. How about that? What? No, no. No, the, uh, the soft drink. Yeah. Soft drink. Now listen really to it again. My first name is the same as a drink. short form name. Mount Shasta. Shasta orange soda. High altitude soft drink. Called Pop. Go yeah. ahead. My second name has been turned into a ridiculous dance that requires one to lay down on their stomach. The Shasta worm. Oh, he's, you got part of it. <laughs> the you worm. Got, you got part of it. That's, what's the high Sierra Mist. The short form name. For a high altitude soft drink. I'm not gonna get it. I mean these are you might think it's it's easy, these, these I know they're tough. They're tough. Really I'll I'll give you a hint. The soft drink I'm thinking about is green, greenish in color. That gives you seven up. No, seven up's clear. Mountain dew. Oh, greenish in color? Dew worm? Hey oh that's <laughs> it. The you dew got the dew worm. You got it. Uh, that's it. That's a pretty weak clue for the first one. No, because what's the short form for Mountain Dew? The dew. Yeah, but high altitude soft drink. Well, mountain. Yeah, I know. I got a Shasta, though. Mount Shasta. No. I had a Shasta. Yeah, there's no. No. <laughs> no. no, you got it. Why are you arguing? You got it. Woo! You're arguing yeah! your own victory. I don't believe it. This is sweet. a first. That's a sweet B V, bitches. All right, here's the second one. Yeah. This, you're not looking at the answers, I hope. No, no, no. I haven't seen no. 
Unbelievable. I would have gotten that a little sooner. If I this did. one's quick and easy. This one actually rhymes. Oh. oh. All right. Y'all set? Yeah. I'm a dangerous snake who you'd know if an Indian dropped a shoe in the lake. It's a... Uh, uh, I'm a dangerous snake who you'd know if an Indian dropped a shoe in the lake. A cobra? <laughs> hobra? Hob <laughs> cobra? Co- Splash? Whoa. Da- dangerous Splash. snake. Rattle? Rattle shit? Who you'd know if an Indian dropped a shoe in the lake. A moccasin. Oh, what, what, what was that? I was thinking India. Moccasin. A water moccasin. Hey, oh, he got it. The kid. I like the way you throw these off like you didn't really get them, but you're nailing them. Two for two. Uh, this feels really great. Two for two. You got two more. Maybe you'll get a perfect uh, score on your first animal quiz. Ah, uh, nice. Here we go. Number three. This I'm is- a bear you could fry with, and if it helps, I address my father the same word the Irish use. Uh, brownie I'm a bear you could fry with and if it helps I address uh, my father with the same word the Irish use black Kodiak no go back black Irish no black Irish black bear no bear. I address my father with cub. the same word the Irish use fucking cub <laughs> no a fucking black bear no a fucking brownie I'm a bear you could fry I'll, I'll with fucking fight you Right oh wow! Oh, you're getting shiver me timbers by. So, the bear, the bear you can fight with. The bear you could fry with. Fry with pan oh. oil. Oh, pan, 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 my pappy pan, pan pappy. Oh, he's all around it. Pappy pan, pap, papani. Oh, <laughs> papani. Oh, he's all around <laughs> it. He's almost doing an Irish jig on it. Wow! This is so. Stupid. Oh my God! A, pap, a pan. You can fry with. You got the first part. A pan. And then the Irish refer to their fathers with this moniker. Puppy. My. Pa- oh, pan. Pan pop. Oh, you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> you, you, you're, you're so all over it. Pop, pan pop. Everyone listening already knows <laughs> it. And you're still searching. What do those drunks call their parents, your fathers? Me ma and me. Pan pa. A panda. Hey, fucking idiot! I'm why, leaving. Why am I the idiot? <laughs> it's the like worst. it's the me, worst. Ma and me, da, panda. Oh man! Oh, wow! This is really you got awful. it. Why do you get angry at the end of them when you get oh. them? Most people are like, yeah. Oh. They're like, oh, you ass! How because, dare you? Uh, the pan, the panda, right? Oh, you, why are you looking at him? He's heckling himself. Uh, I got to get the Cinnabon. You got three. Yeah, three out of four. Wow! That's... I almost don't know if I want you to get the last one with your crazy beating up on yourself attitude. Most people celebrate the win. You know, I, I'll celebrate the win. I'll celebrate the win this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right, here we go. All right, fine. Last forth. one. Yes, sir. Come. I am a small insect whose okay. name starts with something presidents are only allowed two of and whose name ends. Termite! Wow! Hey! Did you just celebrate? Hey, yeah, I did. I said, hey! hey! Yeah, I didn't even finish it. Uh, well, you got term. And whose name ends with the pat past tense of May, termite. Termite. That was the easiest one of the whole the whole day. Oh, good you, work, buddy. That was buddy. your finisher. Thank you. I would have ended with that panda. That's a tough one. <laughs> oh, you son <laughs> oh of a God. bitch! I'm this close to ripping my shirt off and punching <laughs> you in the face. You and your fucking you and your da. My ma and my da. Come on over with your ma. She's fucking. You got it. You got four out of four. I'm impressed, buddy. Well, that is it. We end on a high note with Mr. Toby Haas. Look at that. We came in right at just about an hour here. And uh, I want you to plug your show one more time. Tell the folks uh, where they can see it, where they can get the tickets, and anything else you want to plug. This is your moment. Go for it, Tobe. Come on. It's at the Steve Allen Theater this Wednesday, December 7th, 8 o'clock and a p.m., 
And the Steve Allen is 4773 Hollywood Boulevard, a couple blocks west of Vermont. It's a lovely Christmas show. It starts off your whole Christmas season down there. Yeah. It's a lovely way. You'll hear uh, Christmas stuffing, most likely, and drinky, mm. dranky, drunky, and snowballs, and oh. snowtime fatty. Oh, are you going to do snowballs? Are you going to perform gonna it? going to sing snowballs. Oh, yeah, great. Snowballs. That's worth the price of admission right there. There you go. And uh, anything else uh, we need to know about you, or are you going to save that till the next time? I'm saving that for the next time when I announce my thing got changed to female parts. Oh, wow. Yeah! Jazz bono to the, of the season to, to you. Max. Well, Toby, thank you so much for being here. What a pleasure. And, uh, folks, honestly, I went to see Toby's uh, Christmas show last year. Unbelievably funny. Unbelievably entertaining. Toby's the real deal. Incredibly talented uh, actor, comedian, singer, buddy of mine. And uh, we thank you for being here, pal. Thank you, Harlan, for having me. It's lovely up here. Thank you. And uh, that's it, folks. We are all out of time. Go find your uh, your ma and your da. And uh, <laughs> until next time, chicken chow mein, baby. Merry Christmas, Rudy. Blow it out, your dingle. Don't go getting snooty. I'll sell you back the Kringle. So long, but don't forget, my dear. Oh, that so comes but once a year. There's snowballs. I like these. I love his big North Pole. Hey, jingle, 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 jingle down.